0: Welcome to the Transom Podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the Transom.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your host, John Tranter.
1: This is podcast number 31 for June 2017, and includes the Transom Puzzle of the Month, details of some new items you may find of interest on the Transom website and three quite different positive outcomes of failure. So let's begin with this month's puzzle, something to think about as the podcast plays on, and the answer will be at the end of the podcast. The puzzle is about the Numblove family. Can you work out how many children are in the family from the following two clues? Number one, each boy has the same number of brothers as sisters. And clue number two, each girl has twice as many brothers as sisters. So there you go, something to think about, answer at the end. And while you are thinking about that, here are the details of some of the more significant new additions to the Transom website during this last month. First of all, writing expressions is an activity designed to provide practice forming simple algebraic expressions for situations described in words. Now, the words come as short audio clips which pupils can play over and over again by clicking a button on the web page. There are 3 different versions of each question and they are independently chosen at random each time the page is loaded. So if two pupils are working side by side on computers doing this activity, they will be getting different um, expressions to write. Okay, second one is the area of a trapezium, which is exactly what it says in the title. Level one requires sort of standard finding the areas of trapezia by using the standard formula. And level two requires the application of the trapezium area formula in different unusual ways. There are some nice problem solving uh, opportunities here. The third item to have been added this last month is called Venn totals and this completes the transom collection of SETS activities. It's a multi-level exercise in which you read or enter the total number of elements in regions of two and three set Venn diagrams. Many other activities on the website have been updated during this last month uh, with better interfaces or more detailed answers. talking of answers I need a bit of help here finding the solution to the tantrum puzzle level 5 as I'm stumped a screenshot of the solution if you can do it would be very much appreciated so go to transom and uh, look do us do a search for tantrum the tantrum puzzle and uh, click on the puzzle tab and go to level 5. Now the links to all of the things that I'm talking about in this podcast can be found in transum.org/newsletter.
0: You are listening to the Transum podcast. You can find Transum Mathematics at www.transum.org.
1: The book I'm reading at the moment is called Black Box Thinking. Why most people never learn from their mistakes, but some do. The author, Matthew Syed, argues that the most important determinant of success in any field is an acknowledgement of failure and a willingness to engage with it. This theme resonated with me as a teacher of mathematics and made me think of ways we could better use learners' failures or mistakes to help them improve. So one example mentioned in the book was about the analysis of a large data set. Does that sound familiar? It was the story of mathematician Abraham Wold and was presented with the following question. You don't want your planes to get shot down by enemy fighters, so you armour them. But armour makes the planes heavier. The heavier the planes are, the less manoeuvrable and use more fuel. Armouring the planes too much is a problem. Armoring the planes too little is a problem. Somewhere in between, there's an optimum. Wald and his team had to figure out where that optimum is. The military came to Wald with some data they thought might be useful. When American planes come back from engagements over Europe, they were covered in bullet holes. But the damage wasn't uniformly distributed across the aircraft. There were more bullet holes in the fuselage and not so many in the engines. Here was an opportunity for efficiency. You can get the same protection with less armour if you concentrate the armour on the places with the greatest need, where the planes are getting the most hits. That would seem to make sense. But Wald thought differently. He reasoned that... It doesn't matter where the bullet holes are, it's where the bullet holes aren't that matters. His insight was simply to ask, where are the holes missing? Or where are the missing holes? The ones that would have been all over the engine casing. If the damage had been spread equally all over the plane, Wald was pretty sure he knew the reason why. The missing bullet holes were on the missing planes. The reason planes were coming back with fewer hits to the engine is that planes that got hit in the engine weren't coming back. Wall's interpretation of the data was a little out of the box. Thinking and a lot of common sense provided the solution that the engineers could put into practice. What a wonderful large data set story. If only I could get hold of the bullet hole coordinates and create a data analysis activity for the Transom website. Well, anyway. On the topic of failure, did you know that Steve Bulmer, former Chief Executive Officer of Microsoft and the 22nd richest person in the world, was told he was failing at maths when he was at school? You can hear him talking about it on the Free Economics podcast that I also listen to. Here's his story.
0: I spent about mm, a month in the second grade in Europe, and the math teacher told my parents, this boy is not good at numbers. He's going to fail in third grade. I will say that was the initial clarion call for me to focus on numbers and get good. He did get good. In fact, by high school, he got hooked on math. I wanted to go to college, I wanted to be a math or physics major, I love numbers. And what I learned was numbers tell great stories, Uh, at least for me, and there's a, a certain set of people who can see it that way. If you want to paint the picture of how big and how small and how things fit together, numbers and charts, if you will, that are derived from numbers can be very, very powerful. This was a power that Balmer exercised fully at Microsoft. One of the most important contributions I think I actually made was helping to structure the full set of numbers that are available in a complicated business into a few simple kind of reports that people could read and know that if they focused on those, they'd understand the business and understand how to drive the business and improve performance okay, who's really buying PCs? How many are going into schools? How many are going into consumer hands? How many are going into smaller businesses and larger businesses? Because each of those represent different kinds of opportunities that need to be mined in different way. So the numbers tell the story that can direct action, can help put things in context, etc. The
1: last word on failure is the Strategy of Trial and Improvement. It's a valid mathematical technique that might be used in the Where's Wallaby activity link on the website, but it is then later refined as learners develop and use iteration for solving equations. This is a real example where students learn from their mistakes And um, both types of activities can be found on the website. Now here's a success story from National Numeracy. They launched a new mobile game called Star Dash Studios, a free game that brings maths to life. The character in the game is a runner on a movie set who has to solve puzzles and carry out tasks for the producer, all of which relate to using numeracy in real-life situations. It's been about six months since their launch event with Countdown's Rachel Riley, and they are so pleased that they've had almost 20,000 downloads so far. If you would like to download it for your mobile device, the link can be found in the newsletter. That's transom.org newsletter. So have a look at that and see if it is useful for your pupils. Finally, here is the answer to this month's puzzle. So remember, each of the boys in the family has the same number of brothers and sisters, and each girl in the family has twice as many brothers and sisters. So with my maths experience, the first thing you do is assign a letter to the unknown. So I started off by saying, let the number of girls in the family be N. The number of boys, then, must be n plus 1, to satisfy clue number 1. Clue number 2 produces the following equation, n plus 1 equals 2 lots of n minus 1. So you can solve this simple linear equation and find that n is 3. So there are 3 girls, 4 boys, a total of 7 children in the number of family. Did you get it? That's all for this month. Bye.